Okay. Uh, my name is Radek Novotny. I am CEO and co-founder of a startup, Superface. Superface stands for Super Interface. And we were thinking about the future where the software can connect other software without need of developers. Because today, these days, we are asking uh, engineers to connect our softwares. Uh, technically, the it's called integrations. Uh, for the integrations, we are using some specific say, protocol called APIs. And the P letter is programmable. So this standard way how we are connecting softwares uh, are meant and oriented for developers, for people to understand how to program uh, the connection between two softwares. And in my previous companies and startups, I was getting in the situation that even my business model were blocked by a number of integrations. I wanted to have hundreds. I wanted to have hundreds of integrations, 200s, 300s. But our, our developers were able to uh, do one per, I don't know, one, two, three, four weeks, even months, right? So then I realized that half of my team in, in my previous startup we're building integrations only, R&D, right? In, in startup, you want you, but you want to have your engineers and programmers and guys to work on product, on, on features on the product, not just uh, integrations. So that was the time when I when I met, uh, actually my very best friend, Zdenek, uh, his, uh, let's call him Z. So Z was in his previous startup, uh, APRA, working on also APIs. They were building some standard way how developers are talking each other using technical documentations. And the AP uh, and the APRA uh, was acquired by Oracle. So we were talking about what our next stage, what, what can we do for the world? And yeah, we were we were brainstorming a lot like for half year. And so my business pains with integrations and his technical pains uh, were the basic pillar of the idea of Superfix, where you can use an AI, which allows you to connect softwares together. Maybe in different boarding, the software can connect itself with other software. And this should unblock a lot of B2B operations and potential of all businesses. So Radek, I would like to ask a, a simple questions. You started before the, probably artificial intelligence was alive when you started, but artificial intelligence wave was last year, started last year, since mm -hmm. last year. So how did it affect your business model? Uh, a lot. <laughs> uh, on the other side, we were dreaming about the world where the AI uh, will be like. So... Of course, we are all technicians, right? We are our passion is in technology. So uh, we were really looking at the time where the AI would help us, for instance, to understand what's in the API documentation or how to write a code or understand how to do a better workflow of some operations, right? Uh, it came a bit faster <laughs> than we expected. Actually, in our one of our first slides, we were sharing also to our uh, shareholders we had a slide that we were asking Siri, you know, this personal assistant in uh, in um, uh, 
uh, Apple devices. And we were asking Siri to do some job like open my car. And the Siri needs to understand that it's you, that it's your car, how to connect to your car, is the uh, car has the API, how to connect that, that interface, right? And in our vision, we, and or also in, in that slide, we had the AI would understand the necessary steps, how to do that. And yeah, so after two, three years, we have that, AI ready to integrate itself with other systems. And actually uh, we do now have a prototype where we just ask this uh, agent, what's the weather uh, forecast? And if he can send it to my phone number, I can ask, take the data from CRM, do some analysis on top of it and I don't know, choose 10, top 10 from the analysis at, and put it into a spreadsheet. Uh, we have it now in our end. So the AI accelerated a lot of things. Also, we had to adapt our plans for uh, how to use the AI for the best. I mean, you mentioned about uh, the um, devices that are going to talk with each other. So uh -huh. devices has softwares and softwares has need connection each other. So API will be the critical over there. What yeah. kind of future is waiting for us? Because there will be a huge number of devices with software. So they need to also integrate with each other. And uh, artificial intelligence will be also accelerating this process in upcoming five years, in my point of view. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, like... A lot of thing is happening right now. So first of all, the AI is only as clever as we allow it to be, right? All the technical documentations, all the integration, all all what we are like uh, doing till today, it was meant for developers. So we need some type of understanding of uh, the process and technology, how to connect softwares. This is quite complex things actually. Uh, I have to say that Superface was one of the first who says we are building the integrations not for developers first, but for some type of software or future AI first. That's why uh, we are, let's say, successful these days, right? The Also, you, you need to give some autonomy to that software. Autonomy means that you don't need to wait for decision makers of, of or, or users of that software, you need to allow the AI to at first understand and second to be able to at least offer you some solutions, how to do a next step and the step after and after and after, right? And then the third would be to trust the AI that it can execute it properly. So uh, yeah, we are thinking of the future where internally in the companies, but also in, in public space, there will be some type of hub, hub of software, something like Amazon with digital capabilities. So you have now e-shops where you can go and buy uh, physical stuff. There may be, there will be a technology and a, and a product where a marketplace where you can go as a software, as an AI, you can go and you can order uh, some digital capability, 
right? And you can you can choose for the best price or uh, the best quality or number of ratings, stars, people, you can name it, right? So this will be very similar, I guess, uh, as we know it with uh, physical goods. So those digital capabilities can be accessed by the software through the marketplace where the software can even purchase digital capabilities from other software. So it will change the status quo, how we are doing B2B, because then you can offer, as a, as a business, you can offer the product, the digital product on some type of marketplace and the software will have the access and can buy it for uh, the company. So what kind of target customers do you focus right now? So what kind of clients can use your product? And uh, are you going to also enlarge your target market? Mm -hmm. This is a very good question. So uh, till today, till uh, before the AI agent, which is our product on the top of the technology, we were focusing on developers, how to help them to connect softwares. We built actually our own AI or, or AI-powered engine that can connect their system from one to another. Uh, the AI agent has a different target group, we believe, and, and it resonated mostly with data-driven decision makers who are going through some um, transition so or transformation. So when they have some title like FinTech Transformation, Head of FinTech Transformation. These guys are going now through the process where they are thinking about some type of AI that would help them to do a lot of stuff without hiring people, right? This is this is the expectation of, of the AI. If I do some changes, I need to do the changes. I want to implement the AI. The AI should do a lot of things. Uh, so I don't need to hire um, um, other stuff, right? So this is this is one... I would say those are like mid-sized companies, data-driven oriented. They do decision-making every day. Uh, they want to have some ad hoc data. The AI agent is amazing to look at any data source and and give you the, the exact data in, in seconds, right? So you don't need to ask some uh, business analysis to do a report and send it tomorrow or the day after with email uh, and Excel, right? So uh, how do you analyze the competitive landscape uh, and also position yourself uh, uh, beside your competitors or rivals? Yeah, so uh, maybe I, I, will, I, will, I will say what I think that will happen in the future. I guess every software on the planet which we are using will has its own AI agent. Because the AI will understand what you want to do with that type of software, right? And also, the, that software doesn't need to integrate others. That's that's the critical point, and that's why Superface should be the winners here. Uh, there are a lot of competitors right now. Each of them are different. So uh, we are looking at them. They have some specific AI agents which can solve some usual. They they actually work like some junior or even mid-year slash senior uh, colleague at the company. So it can answer uh, very specifically 
some questions uh, through the chatbot, uh, as a chatbot, right? Because they have now the access to, to that system and they can answer properly as the operator would, would normally do. So they can work as a customer success, they can work as a like a, a sales representative, or, you can name it, each segment, each position can have the additional AI agent into it, right? This is what will happen very soon, I guess. We are seeing it now. Google will have its own G Suite uh, agent, uh, Microsoft for sure, like every B2B company will offer for its SaaS, uh, its agent. I guess there is also space how to combine those agents together, as I mentioned before. So sometimes you just don't want to work just with one software you need to do some workflow, some operations with those software. Take the data there, do something, put it there, you know, do some analysis, do some workflow. So uh, this is what we are into. This is how we are imagining this AI agent, which could help you to do a lot of things in no time with the data sources, which you have in your uh, environment, in your company environment. So you mentioned about that you were focusing uh, in the beginning, in the initial phase about the engineers, but today you are uh, targeting different kinds of profile in the company. So will it be no code solution or low code solution? How will you expect it, your product to be end? Fully no code. There is no nothing code. about coding now. No, no engineering required for using the agent. Maybe implementing the agent into the company. Yeah, you will need some engineer sites, technology for security reasons. It can be an open source. You can run it on different LLMs like Llama and others. So yeah, to implement, yeah, but not for usage. Uh, there are now a lot of ideas how to do a good interface. It can be this ChatGPT like. This is actually what we started. We have this ChatGPT, which is connected to anything which we allow to connect, which which our AI connects itself actually. So I can really say, I don't know, send me text message, fetch better, put something in Slack, uh, retrieve data from that system, put it, put it there, right? But I need to type it. So that's one interface. There are many other possibilities. You can even use this AI agent as a, as a backend service, as a, as a technology which powers your applications. So you don't, you don't see this uh, text GPT style uh, of communicating, right? So there are a lot of, lot of possibilities actually how to, how to do this. Now it's the time you know, to uh, talk with business. This is what we are doing every day, many times, talking with the business, what's their expectation, how they would use it, where they see uh, the most outcome, uh, the biggest outcome of this AI agent right now. Um, yeah, so it can it can change into, I don't know, a Slack bot. This is one of our uh, potential um, output or outcome. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are so many ways now. I think the critical is, it, it's probably not about the interface itself. It's about how trustful would be the output of that AI the trust that you trust the the data, the information we are retrieving and we are manipulating. We know that ChatGPT has a lot of hallucination, right? So how to get rid of it and how to be sure that we are, if we are touching real-time data, that it's 
like uh, used for the best and that it's really the data we are touching at the beginning that this is really the output we are showing to the user uh radik is it your first venture or uh have you been experienced on the founder side this is my uh, this is my second startup i think fourth company so i'm let's say serial entrepreneur but still learning a lot <laughs> so can you share some of the unique insights or learnings since you have started this long journey yes my learnings yes about entrepreneurship yeah about entrepreneurship oh uh yeah that would be like i i i'm very passionate about what i'm doing i need to i need to have a passion about my next step my next goal and how to how to how to finish it right it was like it it happened to me many times that we were one of the first on the planet with some type of technology or product on the market so that's that that's really my heartbeat you know to see a problem which doesn't have solution yet and now i have a chance somehow i really like you need to try to think like brainstorm and put out of box thinking but how to solve that issue that it's key for everybody or any company right this is what really drives me and this is where my heart beat like go crazy because uh i guess i i really love to solve pains and when i see us any pain uh this is something that it's like a red carpet or a red flag right i need to solve it i need to at least understand what's the core of the issue and if if i can even solve it right so understanding the key issue of the problem and this is very general in any agenda it can be ceo agenda it's sales agenda technical agenda product family life it's like um, like every day every day passion So how do you recruit train and manage your uh, team also retain Yeah so at the beginning with Z we were talking before we we uh, incorporated the company we were really talking about and discussing what type of colleagues we want to have at our company and before we we start hiring we defined uh cultural values So, what are the values of the company, and what we expect also from our colleagues? Actually, it started with us. So we were talking about what's uh, what I like, what I dislike, what what Zdenek, what Z's uh, opinion on it, and what he wants and what he does doesn't. Right. So we were choosing our colleagues precisely uh, based on. We spent a lot of hours actually. <laughs> talking and and interviewing and discussing uh with each right so we know that those guys fits because they're they have the very same values plus they have some some additional bonuses right so so uh, yeah uh from from the beginning it was very highly engineering we we our in our roadmap that was actually like n- nobody tries to do that before us we knew that it would it will be very hard for understanding the technology because we were building the technology first before the product 
So just understanding the technology, how it can work and implementing it and putting it out so that it works. Also integrations is very critical on uh, on the output. You This is a key in your company, a key at the application. So this is nothing like, let's try and see how it will work. It must it must work for one hundred percent. It's like uh, it's like uh, water in the kitchen or electricity in the in the house, right? So there is nothing like usual startup advice. Do it do it some somehow and let's see. And if customer is happy, then you can continue improve in the integration. Not so we heard all of those people who understand the that the integration is critical. And then we need to be very fast and how to combine those together, like fast speeding and also um, uh, this unique ability to, or, or unique task to make it very well going. What keeps you awake at night? What are the key risks and also the challenges that you are facing? Uh, yeah, this is a very good question. So the, the challenges right now is to, you know, like startup doesn't have time. <laughs> even if we have money, it, 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 it's not about too much money. It's more about the time, even now with the AI. So how to make it faster to get the product market fit with the technology, with um, legacy, uh, legacy codes. And, and uh, you know, we are now on the market one half year. So we know that something is... I don't want to say obsolete, but something is maybe not so useful. It was useful two years ago. It's not now. So should we continue with the development of this or not? That's that's like usual. But I would say the, the go-to-market approach, well, the understanding of the audience, who, who will be the buyer. Now we are getting into the situation that we need to really understand who are our customers, the ideal customer profile. Uh, yeah, this is this wakes me uh yeah in, in evening this is what i'm thinking a lot like every day what is fun fact about yourself nobody knows or fun fact uh, okay i as i mentioned i love paints and the understanding how it works so one year ago i silently start to learn game chess the game of chess and I'm improving. Uh, it consumes a lot of time and thinking capacity. It's not maybe the best relax for uh, startup founders, but I really love the complexity, the thinking, the switching from attacking mode to uh, defensive mode. This is, I was always attacker. And because of the game of chess, I was able to start thinking more, sometimes more defensive. So if I'm planning some moves, if so, at the company, for instance, now I my my, my mind changed, my my brain process changed, and I'm now thinking about like other topics than before. A few years ago, I was just attacking. I was just going straight and just you know, don't care too much. But I lost a lot of games actually in chess because of this. <laughs> yeah, Radek, thank you very much for taking the time to discuss your startup and your experiences with me today. Thank you, Burak. Thank you a lot. Have a great week. You too. See you. Bye-bye.